Okay, recording live. The newest episode of Marta the Minimalist podcast, exclusively for you, the members of The Minimalist Method for Prosperous Female Entrepreneurs. I love helping other people to not have to go through some of the tests and trials that I did if possible. This is where you get the first dibs of the best business strategies ever so you can grow your revenue while minimalizing your time, your efforts, and your energy. There's great coaches. There's people in this field. So yeah, you want them on your team. Welcome to the newest episode of Marta the Minimalist podcast, where we talk to you, aspiring entrepreneurs or business leaders, about how you can declutter your business life and your uh, mental headspace and your schedule and everything that you're doing to allow more room for abundance and prosperity. Today, I would love to talk to you about Casey and let her tell you her story because decluttering what you don't want often means just focusing on your mission and your vision. And oftentimes that comes from your story and sharing your story. So I would love for Casey to share her story with you and then tell you how you can actually have a deeper, a lot of you are parents, how you can have a deeper connection with your kids by encouraging them to tune into their emotions and vulnerability. Casey, before we go on, can you tell us your story and what led you to be a published author? I've always loved writing. Uh, started keeping journals when I was young. Uh, just, I was born into a family where my brother had cystic fibrosis and we were in and out of the hospital with him all the time. And so that's what kept me busy. And I could get my emotions out right in there. I didn't have to, uh, you know, I didn't really get to talk to anyone because the healthy kid kind of sits in the corner and stays quiet. But I learned through writing that I could just escape. And my brother was so sick, he ended up having a double lung transplant, multiple surgeries. And he's actually inspired me to write these books um, about overcoming, adapting, improvising, um, seeing the different um, I've, I've been through anxiety, grief, depression, different disorders, and it's just overcoming and adapting and you, you're stronger than you think. And um, I've, I've realized that it's taken me a while. Um, he's been gone since 2008, but we had a great relationship. And now it's, he was such a positive person that I want to keep that going and keep his legacy going and help others because that's really what he wanted to do too. Awesome. Thank you, Casey. Now, what I would love to, for you to talk about is, what about your children's books? What inspired you to write those? Well, I co-wrote them with my dad. We worked together and um, he always, he's a retired coach of 40 years. And so he's been in the classroom also as a health teacher and he reads body language and it's his job to tell if something's going on in the home, different kids you know, they come in head down, eyes kind of not making contact, their cro bodies crossed. And uh, uh, I was talking to him uh, about it. And I said, well, what would you do? Because you don't want to call them out. They don't want attention on them if you can tell something's going on. 
And he said, well, I'd, I'd kind of just say, like, uh, hey, I need you to run something to the office. Uh, could you go out in the hallway and I'll bring it to you? Something like that. And then just ask them how they're doing, if they need anything. Um, and my children's books cover those through the eyes of two rescue dogs. One has three legs. It's a dog that I had and then a, a dog my brother had. And uh, they go through just long loss, anxiety, they get down, they get made fun of, but they stick together and they overcome. And it's all about being. Sorry, listeners and viewers for that slight jump, but we are back with Casey and you were saying, Casey. It was about the dogs in the books. Um, it's all from the point of view of these two rescue dogs and you know, they get made fun of. They go through different things that kids do, and they kind of use a sense of humor to get through it. Um, the three-legged dog, they tell him, like, oh, well, you're missing a leg. And he's like, yeah, but I got three others that work just fine. And uh, they, it's a series of five books, and they make a move from the beach to the country because one of the owner, the owner, which is actually based on my brother, he passes away. And so his dog has to come and live with me in the country. And so that's just changes, different losses. A move is a huge thing after you lose somebody and then you take off when they kind of tell you don't make big decisions like that, but I didn't really have another choice. And so it's just going along with life and um, learning. It's, it's, it's social emotional learning for the kids these days. Uh, just how they deal with their emotions and it's okay to get in touch with them this is how you're feeling and you've got to express it because when you bottle things in and internalize it just it, it leads to negative things it leads to depression it leads to anxiety it leads to not being able to talk to people and that's what we need to do um, there's it starts in the home with the parents the way they're treated I've been where my dad is the most positive person. My brother was like that, but I've also been around the negative and the passive aggressive. And I would get really quiet. I wouldn't say anything. And that led to just, it, it, it brought my physical health down, physical and mental. So there wasn't a mind, body, soul balance. And you just, uh, you, it's okay to get help and use other people because you get that outside perspective of what's going on. And so in the kids' books, you've got different animals talking to the dogs that befriend them, and, and they just come together and stick together. And um, those dogs live to be 18 and 19, and um, they just, they're a great inspiration for the story because they kind of see, like, wow, these humans are kind of goofballs. Like, why do they deal with stuff like this? You can just go along with, you know, just adapt, improvise, and overcome. Oh, I love that. I love that. So I, I'd love to bring this around to some of the listeners and viewers of this podcast and the show are uh, parents. So what I've found is that when you as a parent are totally okay with their kids showing their emotions and in fact, encouraging it. And when they do, you're like, you know, just going along with it, like Casey says, and not trying to stop it, not trying to control it, not trying to stifle it, not trying to quiet it that when it comes time to them cooperating they're much more cooperative Casey knows um, I actually have a, a rule in the home that the kids when, when I'm working aren't allowed downstairs but because today was a little bit of a lighter day I was 
easing up on it, but it, it slowly transitioned into my daughter just being next to me to her, um, just, you know, not realizing that we're recording something and trying to talk to me as we're recording it. And because when I can, and she's maybe having a lot of feelings and emotions and loud cries about what she's not getting, because I allow that to happen. And at the same time, she realizes that when that happens, it's okay, you can feel that way, but this is the situation at hand, right? So then when a situation like this happens, you know, she, I re-guided her upstairs, reminded her that's not allowed. This is not allowed. You can't do this. She just went upstairs. Right. And, um, then earlier today, they're just having a day where they just want their mama. And the other one, you know, he woke up, he forgot it's Thursday. We do have the policy that Thursday, you know, daddy's in charge. So he came down to me asking for cereal. And when that didn't happen, he had a lot of feelings about it. And my response is it's okay to cry. I understand. I, I get how you're feeling. I know you really want mommy to get you some cereal. Don't you? Yeah, I know. All right. I love you, bud. And then just kind of went back to what I'm doing. I didn't say like, I didn't, you know, shout. I didn't react. I didn't get angry. I didn't try to tell him not to feel what he's feeling, that he's wrong to feel what he's feeling. And that's essentially what the books do encourage kids to do. Correct. Yes, that's right. Just that, you know, being assertive with them, talk to them genuinely. They're, they're very smart. You know that they don't, they can see through anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just when, you know, being aggressive doesn't, doesn't help anything. When, if you get mad, that's never helped the situation. You know, at work, when there's an aggressive manager that never gets people working better. Mm -hmm. And so talking to your kids, you know, not like they're adults, but I mean, you talk to them with respect and they give you respect back. And in, in these books, they, in the dogs experience getting, getting new friends, being around different animals out in the country, learning kind of how that life is. Um, they go to the zoo. There's even more animals there. And uh, they, they go to this uh, Canton Trades Day, which is a real thing here in Texas. And going through all the people, there's other dogs and kind of how a little peewee, the dachshund, he puts his head down, tail between his legs. He gets a little anxiety, but they say, hey, we're here for you, bud it's all right. You've got us, you know, don't, don't be nervous. Just get through. So the, the anxiety riddled dogs are pretty much based on me because uh, I, I went, I've been through that. I, I have to fight that pretty much every day, but I use a sense of humor, my faith in God. And uh, you know, you get through it. You step in that outside point of view and think, you know, what's really the issue? You know, people say, peel the onion. I say, I think of that analogy of whittling wood you know you just chip away at it you chip away it's not going to be you know this this beautiful piece of artwork right away you know you chip away you smooth it out and and you get to the source and just just getting to the source of the problem and allowing people to feel the way they do as long as they're not hurting anyone or getting out of control there's a way to deal with it it's how we respond to things right right absolutely so I'd love to talk to you about recently, you know, you and I met and you shared the wonderful news that you've been, you know, been selling book bundles and you've even gotten a new speaking gig at a school. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the, the methods that, that you used to do so and how, you know, you're my program made to thrive, how you feel that's helped you to 
um, to, you know, incrementally get closer to your goals? Yes, made to thrive. I feel from the first time that I met you, I mean, I'm like, wow, we, I'm getting this back. I have got this goal and this lady's going to help me do it. And it's because you've just broken it down. You've made it simple for me to understand. I've already, we, since I met you, we went to a TAIL conference, which is the Texas Association for Literacy Education. It was all about the teachers and administrators. They were coming through, they had different speakers and then we had our booth and they're coming through. We got to tell them about our kids' books and then a couple of books my dad wrote and one that I wrote with my brother. And just the way you break it down and, you know, it's not hard. It's not supposed to be hard. You know, we're not supposed to be miserable in our work. Uh, when I was in college, I got up at four in the morning and I was going to 11, 12 at night with work, working out, going to school. And I just got burned out. I hit a wall and I was like, where's the end goal? Like, when does this end? And because um, I wasn't doing what I wanted to. I wasn't reaching my goals and I kind of gave up on goals. But uh, with you, you've brought me back to center. Um, you're teaching me step-by-step. Step. I've got help. I've got support. I've got a team. I feel like I'm part of it. And as long as I do my part, you know, we're, we're going back and forth working on this thing. And um, I, I'm just so excited. I, there's a, I was very fortunate when I moved recently from Florida. I found my brother's journals and I put them together and had them published. And that's my other book. It's called Make It Count. And he said that all the time. Make every day count, quality moments, spend it with your family, who you want, how you want. And that's what you're teaching that we're able to do. And you're, I mean, you've given me confidence. I just feel so much stronger with the meditations with Amanda, Danielle helping there with all the phases, you know, and it's just, it's just a great team. And it's, it just makes so much sense to me. So uh, I'm, I'm very grateful, very grateful. Thank you, Casey. And what I'd love to ask you now is what would you love to happen in the next year? Oh, I would love to have more speaking engagements where we could talk about our books and how we, we came to write them because they're all kind of connected. It's how, it's how God works through it. My, my dad started writing a book about his in the sixties when he was an x-ray tech. And then it comes through my brother's book. It's kind of his point of view and you've got the father-son point of view, then you've got the kids' books of our life, and the whole message, there's different stories, but they're all about overcoming, and I would love to, I love to help people one-on-one or in groups about anxiety, depression, eating disorders, addictions, all, all those, and all, all that is overcoming, and, and you can do that. You're stronger than you think, so I would love to have more speaking engagements, I'm working on more books, uh, helping others. We've got our podcast. I call it Toddcast. That's my dad's name. And, and that's just, we call it a whole lot about nothing. It's 20 minutes of your day of just trying to, trying to make people laugh and feel good. My dad does a little health lesson. He can't get the coach out of him. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll do a cartoon on our books, something like that. Oh, I haven't heard that goal yet. From you, I don't think. Maybe, maybe not. I keep talking about that, Casey. You know, I'm all about like speak about your desires. Tell everybody because you never know who's going to want to get involved. So, 
how can the listeners and the viewers support you in getting more of these speaking engagements? Well, I'm on Facebook under Casey Gent. Also, there's Swamp Productions. And then I've got a Wix site set up. See, I'm a, I'm a rookie at this. I'm starting out. And I'm, I'm, I am proof that you can start at any age and reach your goals and get what you want. I'm 40. So I, there was a time when I'm like, oh, it's too late. I'm stuck, you know, but amazing. So I didn't know you were 40. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, <laughs> whatever it is. You're doing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I, so I, I, I is that you consider yourself a rookie yet. I know that you have so much education and experience when it comes to the knowledge that you share in these books. So you are, you're so humble, but you have so much knowledge to share. And I love that. But go ahead, continue. Um, just, yeah, just getting something going after when you, you think it's over or there's no, like, oh, it's too late for that, you know, but that's a great dream to have. You can still follow it. Um, but yeah, getting our books. I also have a blog on there, the Swamp, on the, the Swamp G4 at a Wix site. But, oh, that's what I was saying is uh, you work with what you've got while you're starting out, you know, I'm. I've taken advantage of just a few things, um, simple things, keep it simple. You don't have to throw a lot of money in at first, but if you do, it's worth it because it's going to pay off in the end. You'll get it back. And, uh, you know, we're taken care of. God's taken care. And you just have to give it up to him. You can't control everything. You've got to let people help you. And, you know, this is a safe place here with Made to Thrive. It's a group of people who actually care. You know, it's just not like signing up for a program that's, you know, it's individualized. It's, it's catered to each person. And that's what, it's just awesome. So it's, it's helping me achieve those goals of wanting to go out and do more and getting more gigs and uh, writing more books even. So it just, it just makes me want to help other people more than I even did before. Well, that's what it's all about, right? Sharing your story and sharing your gifts so you can help people. And then it becomes a beautiful ripple effect of us just making the world a better place while also providing abundance and prosperity for our, our family too. So um, what Casey, I think is, is also trying to say is, you know, who would you love to connect with to get more speaking engagements? Well, we would love to talk to teachers and their classes because it's, you know, they kind of fight a battle in those classrooms lately. Um, it's pretty tough on the teachers because the parents kind of expect them to raise their kids. Um, I'm not saying all parents are like that, but it's gotten a lot. It's changed a whole lot. Um, so it does start at home, but it's also that may be the best eight hours of their day at school. And we just want to help as much as we can. Um, my dad will use his experience as a coach and a health teacher because he can read those kids pretty well. Nothing gets past him, um, but it's all to help, you know, and it, it'd be great. Um, I was raised in a home where, you know, you go to school, you respect your teachers, you listen, you're quiet, um, but it's not really like that anymore. And we, we just um, kind of like in the kids books, we teach good old fashioned manners. And we just want to bring that back and make it that will change the world, you know, starting them young and picking up on these anxieties and issues when they're down, because if they're down now and they don't get any help, it's just not, it's just not going to be an enjoyable life for them. 
And um, people say, you know, sports, like, oh, that, you know, they give, they give, some people give my dad a hard time about being a coach, like, oh, that's just football, people knocking them around. But he's told me that he's teaching those kids to be better men and, and how to live a life when they get out there, when they get out into it, because it's such a short amount of time, those 18 years, and then, then there you go. So we just kind of want to guide them along and, and talk to them about helping others, being empathetic, and but being true to yourself. So I've, I've done that whole where I, I was put down and by someone very close to me. I wasn't good enough. Um, you know, wasn't smart enough, wasn't pretty enough. The body wasn't good enough. And I realized, like, I let one person put me down for so long. But now I realize that one person was me. I allowed that. So it's, you know, what we allow. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Casey. And I just want you to know that you're a beautiful person inside and out. Just if anybody has, nobody's told you that lately. uh, I just wanted to reaffirm that. Not that you need anybody's affirmations, but, but your own, but um, thank you for sharing that. That was beautiful. And it is true. True. There it's sometimes when there are others around us who aren't as, aren't as um, encouraging, aren't as supportive, we often will use those unknowingly as excuses for not putting ourselves out there, for not going for our desires, not going for our goals, because so-and-so is going to have a reaction. And when you switch it, like Casey just did, and you take responsibility for how you move forward in the world, you're, you're acting from a place of love rather than a place of fear. Casey said, you know, it was really, even though this person said these awful things to me and made me feel this way, it was really me and my reaction to those things. And I realized that it was me that had to bring myself forward. So thank you. That's a beautiful thing that you just showed everybody. It's just taking that responsibility for being your own hero and being your own savior and writing your books and getting them out there and getting those speaking engagements. I know you've got one coming up in May and selling those books and bundles and bundles. Um, so if you guys haven't purchased any of Casey's books yet, um, I'm going to actually invite you to visit her Facebook profile where she has a graphic at the top of her Facebook profile and a link to her website. Is that right? Yes. So what I'm going to invite you to do, I'm going to invite you to Facebook friend request her and we'll share the link to her Facebook profile. And then on in the header of her Facebook profile, you can click on that. And there's a link to her website where you can go and find out about how to book her for speaking and also how to buy her books. Um, And Casey, let's just use your brother's words as our, you know, last encouragement to this episode, but make it count. Live every day as if it was your last, as your brother taught you, right? Make every day count. Any, anything else you want to add to that? Thank you so much. That's true. Make it count. Go out and live quality and find a positive in every day. Very good. Until next time, guys.